Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends, and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Gold. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We begin today with an apology. No, not from me, but from the son of the Arsenal owner, Josh Kroenke, who has said sorry to manager Mikel Arteta for the club's involvement in the stupid European Super League. Now, we'll hear from the former Palace owner, Simon Jordan, as well as Akil Vias, who attended a meeting with Kroenke. But first, it's Arteta. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Obviously, they are the maximum responsibles to run the football club. And this is what they said. Apologize for disturbing uh, the team. We we on that, um, not having the capacity or the ability to communicate in a different way earlier and explain the reasons why and pass on my message um, to the players. And that's all you can ask for. It was an absolute disgraceful idea from the start. It wasn't handled well. The apology was poor. The apology was from the Arsenal board, not Stan Kroenke. All he's done is hid all week like a coward. And now he's sending his son to try and, I don't know, justify their decision. Not happening. It was doomed from the start. It was stupid from the start. It was time to step back. And as well, he says a lot about the people who are involved in those decisions. Again, to undo something straight away and show the importance to the people that really have the importance in this industry, which is uh, the fans and, and the reason why we are all sitting here. I'm Ben Fletcher. Good evening. The Arsenal chief executive says he's phoned the other 14 Premier League clubs to apologise for joining the European Super League. Vinay Venkatesham has told the fans forum it was a terrible decision and they're working hard to rebuild their reputation. I was told, Josh, that clearly you're out of touch with the game. You don't understand us, don't understand fans. So it's either time to, to go and sell to someone who does understand and care about the club or it's time to engage with the supporters at boardroom level. Get some supporters on there because this week has shown you guys can't do it yourself. You do need fans to help you and advise you. So, you know, he's committed to some sort of engagement. I read the news today, oh boy, about a lucky man who made the grade. Stan Kroenke is a billionaire who likes to come eighth. You know, mediocrity is comfortable for him because being successful costs a lot of money to fund it to be inside the top four and being at the bottom of the league costs a lot of money to fund that so he operates in a certain area. Yeah. I said last night on Twitter, if he managed the Beatles, he'd replace John Lennon with Ollie Moores. Now, huh? 
Now there were protests from Manchester United supporters after they broke into the club's training ground, prompting an address from manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Life president and former chairman of Newcastle United, Sir John Hall, said the Glazers do not love their club. Meanwhile, Simon Jordan criticised the fans for breaking into the complex. But first, here's the Manchester Evening News chief United writer, Samuel Luckhurst. Solskjaer was confronted about his opposition to the proposed Glazer takeover in, I think it was February 2005. He became a patron of Shareholders United and... Mm gave a statement pretty much condemning the Glazers' plans to take over ownership. But then, of course, in December 2018, he accepted employment from the Glazers, effectively, to become the Manchester United manager. Difficult position for Oli there, I think. It it is. It is indeed. But again, as I understand it, he said that Joel Glazer loves the club. When you in Newcastle, you, Sir John, loved the club and you still do. Do the Americans, like the Glazers, do they honestly love Manchester United? No, no, it's a business. They didn't come in for a culture. They came in because they could see how they could make money. And if they could get a backer for their idea, which they have got, they're going to make millions out of it. And you've got to ask the question, if they had got the Super League away, you know, where does it stop? No, no, no. The plans are the right thing in rising up and, uh, and stopping this. It comes as some Manchester United fans break into their training ground. The club have condemned the protesters who carried banners, one saying Glazers out, after their Super League involvement. Man United situation is probably more unique than everyone else's because they loathe the Glazers. They loathe the way they bought the football club. Everybody knows that from a business point of view, it was the smartest paint move. But for the Man United fans that have watched the Glazers buy their football club and effectively fund it through Man United's own money, it causes uproar. And all of these will fall into a certain area where Mm. certain activists within the confines of the Man United fan base will take an opportunity. You can't go breaking into training grounds. This betrayal, because make no bones about it, it is a betrayal of the ethos of United and and everything they stand for. Uh, The the fans are not going to stand and they don't see their withdrawal from the Super League as the end. They see that that is the beginning of continued protests. It sounds like there's going to be another protest outside Old Trafford at 3pm on Saturday and this is just going to rumble on and on and on. So, should the so-called Big Six be punished and deducted points for the roles in the breakaway European Super League? Well, let's ask the Crystal Palace manager, Roy Hodgson, and Everton boss, Carlo Angelotti. What can I say? They were wrong. These 12 clubs were wrong. Because I think they didn't uh, take in consideration the opinion of two parts really important. One are the players and the managers also. And the other parts are the supporters. They didn't take in consideration this opinion. These clubs have existed for 110, 120 years. You know, you don't, you've got to separate the clubs and the, the person who at the time is maybe making decisions for the clubs. You can't, you can't suddenly suggest that those six clubs are bad clubs and are not clubs who have a very valuable part to play in our football just because someone at the club at uh, this moment in time has made the decision which has proven to be a wrong decision and which has caused them some grief. And they've gone out and they've apologised and I don't think there's any reason whatsoever to suggest that their club should be particularly punished. I, I'm not the, the right person to judge it and to say if they have to be punished. There are rules that has to be respected and, and that's it, it's not my decision. I think that everyone c- can do mistakes, but I cannot say if they have to be punished or not. I'm not able to judge. Well, the Super League chat doesn't stop there. Hurrah, I hear no one say. TalkSport's Alex Cook confirmed that a senior source 
said it's time for Celtic and Rangers to come to the Premier League. Darren Goffey Goff also came up with this incredible suggestion on how it would work. Meanwhile, Alan Brazil voiced his concerns that it might kill Scottish football, but here's Rangers legend Ali McCoist, who said it would be amazing to see the old firm in the Premier League. It's an intriguing, you know, prospect and possibility of that, there's no doubt. I mean, mouth-watering if we could get Celtic, Man United, Rangers, Liverpool, these ties. But importantly, how would it leave Scottish football? You know, certainly financially, oh, I think it would leave it in a heck of a mess because the old firm, you think about the, the money that the old firm generate within Scottish football, a lot of that would be lost. And I'm not sure a lot of the clubs could survive, you know. From a Celtic Rangers point of view, I think it's brilliant. Yep. But from the Premier League, Scottish Premier League, I think it's terrible. I think you take Celtic Rangers out of the Scottish Premier, it's going to kill our domestic football. We've spoken about this before and a lot of people said, email, texting and said, I'm sick of all the bigotry, the sectarianism, get rid of Celtic, get rid of Rangers and we'll have a fair league. But think about it, think about the crowds. Are you going to have a packed Tynecastle or a packed Easter Road? No, 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 no. no. What about the fans? If I'm a fan of St Mirren and I'm not one of the part of the, the, the big guys you mentioned, the Hearts and the Hibs and the Rangers and the Celtic, what about me? What about me that I've Every single time the fixture list is brought up and I'm St Mirren, all I think about is we've got to play Celtic. That's my dream four times a year. Those are the big games. You're killing them. You're killing them. What if I'm in the second division, like we do in the FA Cup over here, right? The FA Cup, you, you might have a team in, in League Two that get the draw to go to Old Trafford. That's it. That's their season. If you're a team in Scottish League Division Two, that's what you look out for, right? In the cup games, you want a Celtic, you want a Rangers, you've killed them. You might say, yes, more money and infrastructure. Fans don't care about all that stuff. They care about those games. They look out for those games. You've just killed the league. That that league, it might as well become the Welsh League. And I agree with you guys. If they were to leave the Scottish Premier League, you have to question what sort of competition yeah, uh, would be left up there. Oh, would Rangers and Celtic have a second team that could play in oh Scotland? My goodness, where's that come from? <laughs> well, they'd be still be big enough. I mean, if you look at the fan base um, and the money the, those clubs, what he's talking about, have got over everyone else. So you have a Celtic keep... in the Premier League and a Celtic in the Premiership? Well, possibility. But they can't qualify for Europe out <laughs> that, of Scotland. That's one of the most mental no, things No, 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 but they can't qualify into Europe from to play in Scotland. No, they can because it's the developed. They're a big you club. You can't have two clubs. I'm just putting it out there. It's a, It's an idea. So then you've still got a presence of Rangers and Celtic in Scotland, what, what but support? it won't be their main team. No, you can't team. do that. You can't do that. They'd still be competitive. On to the Premier League action where Leicester beat West Brom at the King Power Stadium. This was the fallout on TalkSport. It's finished. Leicester 3, West Brom 0. Leicester moved four points clear of the sides outside the Champions League places, but this defeat leaves the baggies nine points from safety. It's got a bit dimmer unfortunately for us and uh, and obviously that's come about by not taking enough chances prior to the uh, Chelsea and um, and the Southampton game and uh, again tonight not taking the chance that we needed to take when it came our way as early as it came our way I said to the lads it would be limited chances tonight because this team has just got to the FA Cup final unfortunately for us we saw them on song particularly in the first half and we couldn't cope today well they're important at this stage of the season this was going to be always a dangerous game for us West Brom on the back of two fantastic results you see what Sam has done to them made them really difficult to beat I think they'd only conceded something like five goals since uh, he's got his team together in uh, the end of January yeah first half I thought we were very dynamic going forward pressed the game really well really aggressive my only fault at half time was we weren't precise enough with the ball missed too many 
passes, give the ball away too loose. But overall, a win in the Premier League is so important. Fantastic win for us and uh, now we have to recover for a big game on Monday as well. Now, the former Manchester United manager and legend Sir Alex Ferguson has been speaking with just 50 days to go until Euro 2020 in the year 2021. And it's actually only 49 days now anyway. But still, this will be Scotland's first tournament this millennium, would you believe? (laughs) Oh, that's unfair. Who's played the laugh? Anyway, Sir Alex said it's imperative that fans return back to the stadiums as soon as possible. Getting them back, the fans back, is a boost to the game. Because, as we know, it's not the same game. I mean, I go to watch United. It's a ghost town. There's no atmosphere whatsoever. And to get that back, that's what the players need. And in particular, the supporters get back watching their team. David Marshall has done it! And Scotland are heading to the European Championships! The Titan Army finally mobilised once again! I look at the team and I look at the midfield players I've got, and I think they're as good as anyone. They're really good top midfield players. Players are playing in England, you know, it's a team has been fantastic at Arsenal. Absolutely fantastic. Robertson, the last two years in Liverpool, was unbelievable. And McTominay is now emerging as one of Man United's big players. You know, when you watch Man United pick the team for a big game, McTominay's name is in it. Good character, great trainer. You know, I know a lot about, about the boy. And I think that that's, it. that's the background. And, and again, coming through Aston Villa has been fantastic. So we've got some really good midfield players and hopefully, you know, that, that's where the, the strength is going to be come from. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Hello, I'm Laura Woods and this is TalkSport Daily. Now, if Spurs win the Carabao Cup on Sunday against Man City, which, by the way, is live on TalkSport, could interim boss Ryan Mason really get the job full-time? Let's hear from a few former Spurs players, including Alan Brazil, yeah, he did, who thinks the club were wrong to sack Jose Mourinho, will also get the take of Teddy Sheringham, Mickey Hazard. But first up, here's Clive Allen. Ryan's a Tottenham kid. He, he, he came in as a very young player. He, he loves the club. He, he said all the right things. He's the right fit at the moment, just, I think, to hold fault until the summer. But, um, you know, he, he can do his credentials at, and, and certainly he's a young manager in the making. So, what an opportunity for him for his experience and, and the experience he will gain over the next seven games. But long term, I think it's unlikely that he would be the permanent manager. We're in a cup final on Sunday and yes, very difficult if Ryan can get the team in shape, get them believing, get them playing the Tottenham way, having a go at Manchester City as Leeds United proved if we can somehow pull it off on Sunday, what a start to his managerial career. Uh, and then uh, the opportunity to finish in the top four and get us into Champions League. And um, why would you not keep him? If he if he achieves both of those things, why would you not? No way. It's, it's just a situation that you need to be an experienced man to, to have this job. That I'm sure it will hold him in high esteem if he does win it. Um, and, you know, he'll get back to his coaching at the end of the season and, and do his badges and get his experience throughout the Tottenham company. But um, I, I doubt very much that, that he would get the job if, if they won it. As if the Super League wasn't big enough news, TalkSport understands that Jose Mourinho has been sacked. A week before a cup final? No. 
I, I didn't argue with someone last week, but I spoke to someone, and they're saying, no, we want him gone. I'm saying, how do you want him gone? That's who, who, who's going to come in better? Right? Who's going to... I said, what about the players now? They've got the best training facilities, the best stadium. They get looked after. They, you know, they're, they're yep. pampered. Have they not got a bit of pride in the shirt? Never mind who's coaching, who's managing. Now, before I go, let me tell you about some action you can hear coming your way on game day on Saturday. A busy day of live exclusive commentary. All kicks off at half past 12 with Liverpool against Newcastle. Staying on Talk Sport, you can hear game day live with Adrian Durham. That's from half past two. Back to the live exclusive commentary at half past five. You can hear an absolute cracker of a match as West Ham take on Chelsea. And then over on Talk Sport 2 from 8pm, live exclusive radio commentary of Sheffield United against Brighton. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Drive Time today, would you believe, at 4pm, alongside my husband in Radio Land on a Friday, Mr. Darren Ben. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, have a great weekend. Enjoy the sunshine, if there's any. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.